Today's episode of Bitter Units is brought to you in part by the American Homebrewers Association. The AHA has a host of benefits for joining, including discounts at over 2,500 beer businesses like breweries, bars, restaurants, and homebrew supply shops in the U.S. and worldwide. You'll also get access to discounts on many brewing publications, award-winning homebrew recipes, and expert advice. Go to bitterunits.com to learn more. This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy. By the way, the lighting in my basement is absolute shit. So I can have mom, to it. Is this your mom's basement? I'm in your mom's basement. What do you think about that? <laughs> uh. Welcome to Bitter Units. It's a beer podcast hosted by the tailgatesociety.com. Uh, life has been crazy, and we are sorry that we haven't gotten anything out to you guys uh, in a little bit. Um, but as we've returned to normal in the world, thankfully, uh, as we're getting there at least, right, and people are going back to work and getting busy, it's hard to find guests. And uh, we're going to revert a little bit back to the olden days, the early episodes, when it was just me and JT and Tim talking about beer and realizing exactly how much I don't know about beer. Um, and in this particular episode, we've got a couple of beers that we're going to taste that were sent to us by friend of the show, Joe Brenner. Um, he's from the Bay area. The brewery is strike brewing company of San Jose. Um, but he sent these to us, uh, because it is his favorite brewery. Um, and uh, matter of fact, it's not a secret anymore. He's going to work there. <laughs> so, uh, but it's all, it's been his favorite brewery for a long time. Um, I've had beer there with him before. So uh, that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, talk a little bit about some other stuff too, probably as we go. But uh, thanks for sticking with us and we'll do more of this kind of stuff. So again, if you've got recommendations of beers you want us to try or any of that, hit us up on Twitter uh, at Aaron L. Wall or at Tim Johnson MN or at JT the Nut on Twitter, uh, or you can just message us on the uh, at Better Units account um, on our website at betterunits.com. Um, any of those places would be Send great. Send a self addressed so. stamped envelope to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, hey guys, I'll... it's been a little bit since we've talked. How are you? It, 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 it's been, yeah, it's life is, has happened. Uh, I, I kind of forgot what life was like there for a while. So it's, uh, it's been busy. Yeah, no, I understand. I'd for, uh, uh, for actually, was this the fifth week in a row? Fifth week in a row. I think that I've spent at least one night in a hotel somewhere. Ooh, and the first fancy. of the five weeks where I wasn't on a plane. <laughs> so <laughs> is, is, can, can you tell at the airports, uh, the difference between, uh, you know, pandemic oh, it's definitely and getting busier. There's way more, way more people in the airports now than there was this time a year ago. Um, cause I was back to traveling and working like normal, basically this time a year ago, yeah. but it was, you know, walk up to the gate and or walk up to TSA, walk through in five minutes and, you know, go to your <laughs> gate. Uh, now there's, there's still not a ton of backup at TSA, TSA or anything, but there's definitely a lot more people flying 
flights are fuller. Um, I think the majority of it from the discussions I've had with, with Alaska airlines employees when I've been flying, um, is, uh, recreational travel business travel hasn't picked up quite as much yet. Um, but, uh, hopefully that'll start coming back too. Cause then more, more of the legs that I want to fly will open back up, but you know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to assume that, that once everything went virtual, there were a lot of people that realized they didn't have to fly somewhere for a meeting that could just get done. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, you know, there's still a lot of business travel though, where you do have to be there. Um, sure. You know, people like me, you know, that are doing hands-on training or people don't like you. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's yeah. Can't argue with that. Um, say, did that, did that cut a little deep? <laughs> no, no, I've known that for a long time. Not at this point. There's a reason I don't have any friends left in from high school or anything. Uh, uh-huh. okay. A couple, but you know, <laughs> so, uh, our first beer, let's just get right into this. And we can fly continue to, for asking, to, guys. to... I asked both of you, and you didn't say anything. I let Tim go first, because I'm a gentleman right now. <laughs> Since when? Since when? That's some bullshit. Um, so our first beer is, uh, again, from Strike Brewing Company. They're in San Jose, California. Um, they have a... I don't even know how big the brewery is, to be honest with you. It's not real big. It's... Uh, it's in a, uh, what do you want to call it? An industrial center, basically. Uh, big roll-up garage door. They've got a bar. Uh, so it's a kind of a tap room where the brewery is part of the tap room. You know, it's all one just big open warehouse space, right? Sure. Um, that's, okay, that's kind of like Confluence for the... Yeah, pretty common with, setup, yeah. I think. But that's basically what they are. So they're not huge. Uh, they do do their own canning and stuff. So they have a canning line and all that. Uh, but this first beer is called Pop Fly. Um, it is a patter spear, if I pronounced that right. You did. Um, it is 4% alcohol by volume. Tim, tell us what the hell a patter spear is. Uh, sure. So uh, it literally means father's beer. Um, this is something that the the... Monks, when they would uh, brew these really big, dark, strongs and triples and stuff like that, uh, then a lot of times what they would do is they would do a second, uh, a second sparge of the mash, and they'd get the kind of that last little residual sugar, and make what is essentially a light, easy drinking beer. So you can kind of think of this as like the monk's lawnmower beer. So this is, <laughs> this is, this is uh, a bush light for the monks the, in a lot of ways. So you're going to see it's not, you know, it's, yeah. it's low alcohol, easy drinking, not a whole lot of, of, you know, robust flavors that, you know, it just, it makes it a lot easier to, to drink a couple of these. Yeah. And the can, the can actually says it's basically, you know, a, Patter beer is a more practical and delicious daily drinker. So a session beer, right? Abbey inspired, inspired session beer is what they call it. So, and at four percent, you can drink a buttload of them probably. So, 
Um, all right, well, let's get into it. Appearance. Uh, mine is cloudy. Um, I don't see on the can that it's canned condition, but it, maybe it is. Um, I didn't notice that, but it is cloudy. Um, a very light uh, yellowish color. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what it looks like. I mean, it's that beer yellow, but not as golden as, say, a, a, a Miller High Life or anything, but a duller yellow. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a pale straw type of there you go of, yeah. of color to it you know these can range from you know uh you know amber to golden to whatever but yeah this this pale straw i thought was actually a pretty nice looking beer yeah no for sure jt anything to add it there's not a ton of head on this one there's not a whole lot of bubbles floating around it we mentioned high life there certainly not doesn't have that champagne look to it if I had to describe it to people who can't see it right now, uh, if anyone's old enough to remember Ecto Cooler at all, it's kind of got that same shade. If you guys remember that back in the day from High C. Ecto Cooler no. was green. Are you a... are you going colorblind? No, this this is like a really light Ecto Cooler from what I remember. It's been a number of years since I've had an Ecto Cooler. But... How much weed did you smoke today? <laughs> Never smoked any. <laughs> <laughs> But no, maybe maybe it's just the lighting. By the way, the lighting in my basement is absolute shit. So I can have mom, time to do it. Is this your mom's basement? I mean, in your mom's basement, what do you think about that? <laughs> uh-huh. oh, oh, oh. Tell her yeah. to keep those curtains clean. Wait, what? So, oh my goodness. <laughs> so moving on to <laughs> aroma. Um, it's um. Can you even smell it, JT? You know what? Honestly, from now on, here's an idea. How about you start with the smell going forward, and then I'll start with the flavor going forward. And then if I have anything to add with okay, that's smell, fine. I'll just raise my hand. If you have anything to add for flavor, you'll just add on. Does that work? That's fine. Okay. Uh, I, I, so this I one... It's too hard. Yeah, no, that's fine. This one has that... Um, uh, farmhousey funk... Yep. Uh, smell to it. Um, not super strong, um, but it's definitely there. Kind of that musty straw, musty hay, farmhousey smell. Yeah. Dank to speaking of former pot potheads, Manny the hippie back in the day and David Letterman, it definitely smells a little dank. I mean, dank probably comes more from from uh, from hops. Okay. Uh, but it it does kind of have a muskiness to it for sure. So uh, you know, I don't know what particular Belgian yeast strain that, that they're using for this thing, but it, it you know, um yeah, I definitely kind of get that that uh you know, it's not overpowering by any means, but it's definitely there. It's a noticeable Belgian yeast nose is probably the, the best way to put it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it's a really pleasant, you know, aroma as far as that goes. It's what you would expect given that, um, taste, mouthfeel, finish, JT. Uh, 
Mouthfeel is definitely very, very smooth off the front, uh, very light. You definitely get some of that musty taste at the end. Uh, definitely, you can uh, at first it just feels like a light beer, almost like a middle or high life. But as soon as you swallow and it goes down the back of your throat, you definitely get that flavor of a Belgian beer, which is typical. Um, usually not my cup of tea, but this is really smooth and I like it. Maybe it almost has a little floral to it. Not much, but a little bit there. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a refreshing beer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, these typically you get, I, I guess I would say a noticeable hop presence but it's not like it's a defining characteristic of the of the beer itself so definitely some floral a lot of times there's adjunct i know i don't know if they've added any any uh type of brewing spices or anything like that in this one but a lot of times there's that as well yeah well you know maybe we could have looked it up on untapped and maybe it would have told us that but we don't do research around here so <laughs> i was gonna say i, I sometimes don't. feel like the Untapped. I hope none of you are expecting anything more from us because you're not going to get it. Um, I sometimes feel like the untapped descriptions can kind of cloud your judgment before you taste something. So I usually yeah. try to look at it afterwards. But, well, yeah. but, you, but you don't have to necessarily look at the descriptions because sometimes it'll just tell you what's in them, you know, what, yeah, what yeah. the hops are and all of that. So, um, but I don't know if those, these do or not for these guys. Um, but I think if I remember right, they've got that untapped screen or whatever in their tap room sure um if i remember right but i get so you talked about there not being a lot of head carbonation no um in the pour but when it hits the front of my tongue it explodes into that bubbly you know carbonation starts to come through Mm -hmm. um and then it's, you know, I would say it finishes dry. Yes. Um, but you definitely get that very Saison DuPont um, mouthfeel. Not as aggressively as Saison DuPont is with the bubbles and stuff in your mouth. But it's that sort of texture um, where you get that release of carbonation when it gets into your mouth and onto your tongue and and all of that. Yeah, the the drawing effect on on this one is is really nice. Again, that that's that's typical of the style, but I I like the way it kind of uh, lingers a bit on your tongue that way. Yeah, now, no, it's 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 good. Um, go ahead, JT. I was going to ask the fact that it does have a little bit less carbonation. Is that why it doesn't? finish as dry does the carbonation affect dryness at all with the beer or not really uh you know carbonation just activates kind of different flavor receptors on your tongue Uh, a lot of times uh carbonation you know even things like carbonic acid can can affect perceived sweetness um you know, sometimes I think beers that are a little too sweet, if, if the carbonation is goosed on them, uh, it's a little bit nicer. But, uh, um, yeah, like I said, it, it it lingers, but it's it certainly isn't like, you know, like a cloying beer lingers. Uh, it, it It is just enough that it makes you want to have another one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, I mean, overall, do you think, Tim, that this is what you would call a good representation of this beer? I mean, what this style is supposed to be? You know, there are some some uh, amazing Patters beers that are out there. I think this is a good American representation of that. It's probably the best way of putting it. Not like it's, you know... Not sure. done in a traditional style. I don't know if they did this as as you know a true part of Gael, uh, which is that second sparge I was talking about, um, or if they just brewed a low ABV beer. Um, I think maybe this might be a little bit even fuller than than some of them that I've had. But um, you know, to me, I wish more Patters beers were being made. Um, a because of the the sessionability of it, the yep. the the low alcohol content, uh, but B because it does offer something different than just an, you know another light lager, um, <laughs> just another light lager. Derek and I from uh, Unmapped, we just got done. We we brewed a light lager that they released in in their tap room last week. <laughs> um, Was so. it called just another light lager? Uh, no, uh, it was called Tonka Light. We wanted to make something okay. that was basically, um, r- reminding you of the beer your dad drank is, is kind of the way we talked about it. But mm. one of my, the 515 Brewing here did a beer they just called recently called Beer Flavored Beer. <laughs> it's a nice drinking lager. It's actually really freaking solid. So, but yeah, it's their first non letter can I name beer in about six months, but. <laughs> There's there's a uh, there's a brewery in in northeast Minneapolis called uh, Abel, and they calls call theirs Old Trusty, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, that's kind of a perfect name for for that. And I I think, uh, you know, from what I understand from from the brewers, they just brew that beer over and over and over and over again. Oh, I bet. Do they I have bet. a beer named Kane at all? Uh, I, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, they they had one uh, with Huel Mill and Hops called Melon Camp. Yes. Uh, um, but it looked like it was star- <laughs> the can art is uh, melons at the, at like at a summer camp. So <laughs> uh, I thought that one was pretty clever. They also they also do something really cool on their cans. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I wasn't because I'm an old. Uh, but at Spotify, you can do a search by a scan, and so they actually print a Spotify, whatever you'd call it, Spotify's version of a QR code. It's not a QR code or whatever. Uh, but you scan that, and they've created a playlist for each beer, which I think oh. is a pretty awesome idea. Really? Okay, that's, pretty, that's cool. pretty cool. Well, speaking speaking of the cans, let's talk about the one we just drank too. What do you think of the look um, of this can? JT, do you have any opinions on it? Do you think it it's a good looking label? I like it. it it's you know, it's kind of in, in a weird way. I think kind of captures the essence of the beer. It it it's clean and it looks refreshing. I mean, it's not over the top. It's just got you've got black, white, blue, and a little bit of green and a little bit of red from their logo. Um, but yeah, it's I like the simplicity of the design here. So because we have some beer. I'm thinking of, oh, God, uh, Reunion Brewery. Is that the one that does Juice Factory and all that? That just has the over-the-top, crazy 
freaking um god there's some brewery that has a bunch of cans here in iowa that all the like labels are just completely over top and ridiculous but no this is eye appealing and eye catching without being obnoxious kind of like me oh Um, Oh. you know what we'll have to have uh joe on at some point and talk about it what is the deal with strike and all the baseball references well i I assume they're just big baseball fans but i mean it's called strike that's they're in the bay area baseball's big out there right because you got two teams right the giants and oakland and the a's um, so I, th- I think it's just that they, they're just big baseball people, right? Call it strike, name everything for the most part, baseball related. Um, they have a triple play, which is a triple IPA. Um, uh, you know, uh, the next beer that we're going to have here that he sent us is, uh, the Colossus of clout. Um, <laughs> That this one made was, me laugh because I because the like the day before that those beers arrived, I introduced my daughter to the Sandlot. Oh, so. what do you think? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she liked it. She liked it because there's a big dog in there, and and anytime <laughs> there's a dog, she she cares a lot. Um, but um, such a great movie. I also try playing catch with her. Uh, she's six. And so, did you have to hold a stake up to her eye after she? (laughs) I think. Uh, Oh, you know what their next beer name should be? People at Strike Joe. When you listen to this, you know what their next. Remember the kid from the Little League World Series that introduced himself, and he's like, "I hit dingers." Yeah, that's right. My name's John, and I hit dingers. I can't remember his actual his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, that was hysterical. And I hit dingers. I think that's just the name of the beer. I hit dingers. Oh, I like it. <laughs> that would be like hilarious. It. Yeah. Um, so, JT, what have you been up to since you said we didn't talk to you as we finish this beer before we move on to the next one? Work has been completely unfucking real insane. And we just hired a new girl, and she's awesome. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to scare away. But the fact it's busy, she likes that. Uh, she's just happy because she doesn't have to be a roofer anymore and she gets me in air conditioning all day. But we're <laughs> usually our busy season is mid June all the way through October because we got the construction season, then you got the irrigation season, we're going compressors. But we started mid April when we've just been balls to the wall since then. So we can't keep up. Uh, we did what 51 tickets on just outgoing and like 42 returns on Friday which is really good for us. So, yeah, it's been insane. It's been crazy busy. And then hockey is winding down. I'm watching the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, love and life. And I've been now that things are opening up again, I've been hitting a couple more breweries. I went to Confluence for the first time in forever a couple weeks ago. And then actually went back the next night because I wasn't able to sample all the beers I wanted to. Because if you've ever been there before, they got so many freaking different beers. But, yeah. But, no, life's been good. So I'm I'm definitely glad to be talking to you guys again because it's been a hot minute. So yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. So um, at least since we talked, and we've got a we've got a guest that you know interview in the bag right now. But you're probably going to hear that later. Um, yeah, more details on that someday. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, I 
it's insane, JT, and that like I'm getting a bathroom remodeled right now. My basement <laughs> is basically uh, covered in dust from uh, tearing out the tile yesterday. You know what? Uh, though it's good you're doing it now because uh, prices are only going to go up, and raw goods are. Oh, it's crazy! Needed. Supply chain. No, right it's going to be an issue here before too long because. Like plywood that used to be twenty bucks a sheet is now seventy bucks a sheet. Uh, four by four fence posts that used to be twelve dollars a year ago moved up to eighteen bucks. I think they're almost thirty bucks now. Probably, it's just utterly insane. Yeah, yeah supp- I, and I, supply chain's crazy. You can't get yeah. things. The everything's back ordered. Every it's bananas. Well, well it's, luckily we get the fifty percent we did because if we completely shut down, we wouldn't have anything right now. A major issue. So, oh, someone's upset. Uh, but no, yeah. it's completely insane. And yeah, remodels are fun. Mine's finally done. My kitchen is done. My bathroom, I just didn't have tile in there before because I didn't want tile and I had them add tile. Uh, and that's nice. And it makes it so much better looking. It's a pain in the ass to go through. But once it's all said and done, oh my God. So. Yeah, we did. We just tore out. They just tore out all the tile. Okay. And I shouldn't say we. I'm. I'm not doing it. I'm no. <laughs> I'm not going. I, um, you know, for all of those of you that love to do home DIY, good for you. I'm not that person. Neither am I. I. I have the ability to do a lot of this stuff and the know-how. I do not want to after being on the road all week no. um, or whatever to come home and do more work. So I pay people to do these things that are professionals. And efficient at it, and it doesn't take six months that way. Now, um, uh, what kind so, of tile are you replacing it with? Like a subway tile? I'm not. I'm sand? not replacing the floor with tile. Um, I'm putting in luxury vinyl tile. Okay, so you're just doing the floor, not the wall. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, we're doing the wall. The shot, like the shower wall, is going to be tile. It's a four by twelve subway tile. Yep. With a, with a mosaic trim. Um, you know, nothing super fancy or crazy out there because I want it to oh. be very classic right so no, no there's a ton of crazy shit out there so no i kind of like the good clean look too so yeah, but the, the old old shower stall was the old you know uh fiberglass right the yep. fl- one piece fiberglass shower stall from when this house was built in 1978 <laughs> um and the reason i'm doing the remodel in the first place is because that cracked and i was like oh it's gonna start leaking eventually i might as well just do the whole room you know so um but yeah are you ready uh jt to move on to the next one i would ask tim but he doesn't have the beer in front of yeah me. i just gotta go run upstairs <laughs> and grab it real quick so let yeah, me let's go grab it all right i'll be right back down here in just a sec and i'm gonna mute so i don't hear me kicking the mic because <laughs> that was... so he mutes it as he's talking oh man <laughs> this guy doesn't this guy have a degree and then like is this TV yeah, like, and audio, something yeah, or another. Work like like TV and radio and all, okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, what a dork. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> we were talking before the show. Tim and I were um, that I'm going to be in Minneapolis for work. I got to come in and do some training um, sometime in July. So I expect you to have uh, some time for me. Uh, as long as it is not. Uh, like Friday the sixteenth, or is that, no, is that a Friday? Won't be there. It'll be during the week sometime. Okay, good. I'm I'm actually going to be uh, going to Decorah, Iowa, 
that uh, weekend. You see King of the Hill. Yeah, I'm hope hopefully we'll be able to sneak in some time, and he's not spending too much time in the brew deck or whatever. But uh, yeah, go go stop off at, at Topping Goliath and and uh, go over to Pulpit Rock and see what else I can, I can do. Maybe just even just get out hiking and stuff like that. So excited for that. But yeah, um, I w- I will be able to make time and we can have uh, a beer or two or three or however many that turns into. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's good because uh, I believe that uh, I actually think I have to go for three straight months, um, like part of a week for three straight months. It's something like that. It's like a three-week total training. They oh, space gotcha. it out over the course of three months. Um, and I believe, get this, so on the 12th, we're recording this on, on June 8th. The 12th of June will be my uh, nine-year anniversary with the company. I don't believe I've ever been there in the summer other than when I got hired. Hmm. Every time we've ever had a national sales meeting or anything like that, it's been in like February and it's been <laughs> negative eight outside. Well, well, <laughs> so. we've had the we've had the opposite. Uh, last weekend, I you know my mom was asking me uh, if we were at a hundred yet. I said no. Did you guys get there? And I said oh no, we're only at at like eighty nine degrees. And I was like oh well, we're at ninety nine degrees. So you know everyone that's like oh no, you must love the summers in Minnesota. No, they're they're just the other extreme. It's yes. it's a lot shorter uh, season that's than winter is. Um. Jesus. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So if, if that holds out, you get to see the other extreme. We actually have these things. I I know you don't have them, uh, in the Pacific Northwest, Aaron, but, uh, they're called seasons. (laughs) Yeah, we have seasons. (laughs) We do. Yeah. Yeah. They all seem pretty mild whenever we, we talk about it. But anyway. Well, that may um, be, but there, there's definite differences between them. Yeah, we, but uh, yeah, no, we should, we should do that. One thing we haven't talked about on here is um, that I've started working uh, in brewing again. Uh, so hey, I will. Tim. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely have Yay, a beer of, of mine or just beer from friends or beer from whatever to, to drink and lots of places to go visit for sure. I'll, I'll bring the entire group of people that are doing this training with me to someplace and just pay for it with the company money. Oh, that's my company. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody from the company's listening, uh, but, uh, yeah. So, well, okay. Let's get into this, uh, second one. JT's got his, I poured mine. Yep. Um, this beer again from Strike Brewing Company in San Jose, California. Um, <laughs> this beer is the Colossus of Clout, and it's a red ale, uh, according to the can. Six point five percent alcohol by volume. This one they actually put the IBUs on. Uh, the other they didn't on the other. Uh, this is a whopping twenty five IBU, according to the can. Um, so red ale, I think we've all had a red ale. So, uh, let's jump right in color. JT, why don't you start with the color? It is definitely a red ale. It is darker on the red side. Uh, definitely darker. Almost if was 
you know, it's not quite to the Porter level of darkness, but I mean, depending on what your level of light, I mean, that is freaking red, which honestly, of all my favorite colors of beer, this is my favorite. I just always like the look of a good red. Uh, <clears throat> whenever I cook and make a stew, I'd always ask for a stout. I always go with the red just because I like the coloring so much. And usually the flavor is a little bit more mild. So, but yeah, it's definitely, you know, one of those beers I like. I've always liked a good red and Imperial Red and Red IPA. All those tend to be just something I always have gravitated to for one reason or the other. So I haven't tasted this yet, but this is definitely up my alley. Yeah, right on. Um, for sure, if you hold it up directly at a light, you know, like I'm doing right now, <laughs> you, I can actually see the source of the light through this beer. So it is clear, right, in the fact that it is not cloudy, but it is dark, right? It's a dark red. Um, like a deep ruby. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. ruby, really dark ruby color. Um, it's a beautiful color. You hold it up to the light, it's a nice... I mean, it's really a pretty beer uh, from a color standpoint. Um, Foam-wise, again, like the first one, didn't get a bunch of head. When I poured it, maybe got quarter of an inch, um, and it dissipated fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if it's anything like the last one, I expect there's probably, you know, it's not an issue of carbonation or anything, probably. So, um but uh, yeah, from a color standpoint and a look of this beer, looks looks really good. It looks spot on for what what it should be. Although, is it maybe probably darker than most red ales? Yeah. So that yeah. was one thing. I, and we'll talk about this a little bit too when you get it on on aroma and and, and taste. Um, I, this one to me, uh, I guess I don't get why they call it a red ale. Uh, to me, this this uh, this beer is more like a brown ale, and and I know that the line is probably, uh, you know, a a dashed line or a a dissipating line. Uh, but when I think of like like red ales, this one seems like it's 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 darker and roastier than than the prototypical one. So I don't want to talk too much about that roast yet, but. But go ahead and, and uh, yeah. So and, and aroma. Get into I'll it. I'll start with the aroma here because JT is broken. Yep. <laughs> um. So aroma is multi, um, sweet. Yeah, I get that too. Um. What's the word? Um. What's that shit when you cook? Fucking sugar <laughs> turns brown. Put it in a caramel. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Caramely smelling. Um, uh, yeah. Boy. So look at uh, the big yeah, brain on Aaron. Mm, yeah, right. It's sad when you get old. You can't think of simple things like that. <laughs> you have to work through the whole process to figure out what you're trying to think of. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's really a, a sweet, malty, caramely aroma, in my opinion. Sure. Yeah, and and that is definitely more uh, common in in red ales. I mean, I think of a lot of traditional uh, Irish red. You get like a, 
you know, you might get a kind of a, a, a graininess to it, but you usually get kind of like a, like a caramely toffee character in the aroma. Okay. Uh, all right. JT, let's move on. Taste it. It's funny that you mentioned it because I took a sip before we started talking about it. If I did this as a blind taste test, I definitely identify this as a brown ale. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got all those characteristics of a brown ale. Um, at the end, it does kind of linger with a little bit of a red. It's it's not as in your face, but it, it definitely, yeah, it's definitely kind of burning lines between the red and the brown just like the coloring is, which I'd like to, uh, after we get done here, I'll be explain how much coloring matters in a beer. But yeah, it's definitely something that doesn't taste like a red ale typically does. It's pleasant. I like it, but it's not what I was expecting when I read the ingredients on the can. Yeah. Um, I haven't read the can yet. I specifically paid zero attention to these beers after I got them. Um, and so I tasted it, and it, I don't think I could drink a lot of this. No. It's it's really sweet to me. Um, you know, with, with a chocolatey caramel taste like that, you know, uh, when you get that kind of stuff in a porter and it's not so sweet, you get some bitterness to balance it out. This is just sweet um you know um and don't get me wrong i'm not saying i hate it um but it is not something i could drink more than probably one of i think i would get a really full feeling from it Mm -hmm. um but it's it's sweet you do get some carbonation when you drink it right um so that's that is present there it is not super cloying on the palate, um, even though it is super. It is sweet, or what I would call super sweet, but it doesn't. It doesn't give me that slick feeling that we've talked about in the past of some of the other stuff. It still finishes kind of dry and nice, but it's not. Yeah, it's it's just really, in my opinion, overly sweet. With the mouth feel, it kind of it kind of coats your mouth, kind of like this. I don't want to. This only thing in the wood coating is when you take cough syrup, how it just kind of coats and lingers there for a minute. It's like a much better version of that. But yeah, it's definitely something I won't drink a ton of. I don't want to drink quickly. And we've tried talking about mixing beer with food before, and this is something I probably won't mix with food just because it make it too damn full. Yeah, it reminds me. Actually, this reminds me of a beer that I drank at a brewery here um, in Everett not too long ago. Um, that was a hazelnut brown ale. That was really sweet, like this. Um, different kind of sweet, right? This more caramely, maltily sweet. That hazelnut gives you the sweetness. Um, you know, like almost like a cookie kind of in that hazelnut brown ale that I had. But they both are that. They're just two steps over the line of where I would want the sweetness to be. Yeah. I'm with you. How about, uh, the, the roasted malts in there? Um, 
those really stood out to me. And I think traditionally, I mean, there's not like one single red ale style, but I think commercial examples of red ales often don't, you know, they might have a touch of roasted malts, but I thought this one was the, the roasted malts played a, a pretty, uh, a pretty prominent role in this as well as the sweetness. Yeah, I can't get past <laughs> I can't get past the sweetness hardly really. I don't yeah. get any of that roasty, okay. you know, that that coffee <clears throat> roasty type of thing. I I'm just getting the caramely sweetness. I'm um, it's, it mentions chocolate on the label and it's definitely not a milk chocolate like it's out. It's definitely a dark chocolate like insane. Very much a sweet chocolate. And but I noticed just a touch of talk chocolate when I was smelling it and when I was tasting it. And now that I've once again read the label, that I can definitely see that. I don't get the roasty as much either, maybe a little bit, <laughs> especially by for a red, it's very roasty. But once again, I this just looks and tastes like a brown to me. I think I get the roasty as I just took another big drink here, but the roasty comes in at the end. Like I get that coffee flavor roastiness in at after you know like five to ten seconds after I put it down my gullet. Yeah. Um. You know, it's that retro nasal, as Tim likes to call it. Maybe. Um, <laughs> well, it's kind of nice frame, game. right? Because it's gone past, but it's I I get the roastiness a little bit then, but that while it's in my mouth and. During the drink, it's all I get's the sweet, but I do get the roastiness after the fact. It's kind of funny. This is a very complex beer with a lot of things going on. And the first beer we drank today was a very simple beer where it was pretty much consistent throughout the entire process of when you drink and the aftertaste and all that. This one, I mean, it kind of makes you think about everything that's going on. I mean, it's not one you just sip and forget i mean it's very complex and it's it's almost a challenging beer if i could say that yeah i mean i i like the beer i just i didn't feel like the uh the expectation that i had going into it was matched by what was in the can yeah it's not what i would, would have expected um it's way, like I said, way sweeter than I expected it to be for red. Um, you know, this is up there with one, as far as I'm concerned, JT's favorite beer that we had real early in the podcast, the Oreo Speedwagon. Wow. In the, okay. in the sweetness factor. Um, I thought that beer was very sweet, but it's a stout, right? So we still got yeah. that, that and roastiness it's a milk stout, and stuff. So yeah. and, and it was different, but I... To me, this is up there on the sweetness level. I mean, it, I, don't feel I, this I finally look... went and looked at the can, right? And it's caramel malts, it's dark chocolate, it says coffee, and it says molasses. And molasses is sweeter than all get out. So, yeah. um, you know, so it's, again, I don't hate it. I would absolutely drink it again. But, uh. Boy, I'd have to be having something probably, you know, I, I think you do pair it with food, something that will cut the sweetness, yeah, something I, acidic. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's something either really acidic or even something like a hard cheese that has kind of a a way to cut through that sweetness as well. 
acidic, like, would you mix it with, like, hot wings, or would you thinking more, what are you thinking? No, like, like, citric, you know, something lime, maybe. I'm thinking, like, a fish taco. Yeah, fish tacos. Fish taco, maybe an orange chicken. With a lot of cilantro and lime on it. Okay, Uh, okay, that makes sense. Something like that, that would, in between drinks and bites, you'd be able to cut, cut that sweetness out. Um, Again, not a bad beer. I'm not like spit taking it out of my mouth or anything, but no, it, I, not what I would beer. expect it to be. And sometimes, not... sometimes beers are really good, but you don't want to drink them all the time. Like, you know, sometimes it's just something that it's so unique and special. You don't want to, you enjoy it. It's good, but it's not the word you hate crushable, but yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. No, it, it's, there was something I was going to say, and I completely forgot what it was, so I apologize. <laughs> but I mean, you know, some beers, and I wouldn't liken oh, this sorry. to port. Uh, you guys seem to think it was more sweet than 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 maybe was was hitting me. But, you know, some some cocktails and some wines are meant to be sipped, consumed slowly, and only one serving, right? That's not to say I wouldn't I grab another one in a sitting is not necessarily a bad thing because some of the no. things aren't, aren't meant to be grab a second one. Um, sure. I, I, I also wonder if, if this sat and warmed up a little bit like a stout would, mm-hmm. if it would make any difference. Yeah. I mean, I, I had mine on, um, uh, an insanely hot day. So I'm sure that changed my perception of it as well. I'm just wondering if I'd get more of that, that roasty you know what i mean if it warmed mm-hmm. up a little if more of that would come out of it yeah because that that's that to me would just seemed i i know that they say that there's like you know a hint of roasted uh malt in there but to me it was uh played a lot more prominent role than i was expecting yeah i actually that, hadn't read the can before i i i drank it um uh, and until I took that first sip, and then I was like, oh, holy, holy shit, there's a lot of roast in this, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. Like I said, I don't, I don't hate the beer. I think it's fine. Um, I would absolutely drink it again. Um, but, again, there needs to be a taco truck outside or <laughs> something like that, right? Which they do, if you ever go to Strike Brewing. Um, they do have taco trucks roll up like a lot of places do. Um, and spend the afternoon outside. Um, but for sure, um, I would drink it again with that. And I think that would help, you know, just yeah. to be able to cut that sweetness. Uh, when I had fish tacos. I had fish when tacos. When don't you last want tacos, night. Tim? Well, so I had fish tacos last night with like fresh radish. Oh, fresh radish on a fish taco is amazing. Um, Al Pastor. And then, Kinda. and then, um, uh, some group was, eating on our our patio uh this afternoon and they had tacos delivered and the first thing i thought was man i hope they leave some leftover tacos so i can have some tacos and i just (laughs) had tacos last night so um yeah no when don't i want tacos that that's that's very true yeah right one thing I would say about this is we talked about the sweetness you compared to Oreo Speedwagon. Sometimes I feel with like sweet beers, overly sweet beers, I feel them in my cheeks a ton. I get a lot of mouthfeel that way. 
I get a little bit of this on this, but not a ton. So yeah, I, I definitely think it's not nearly as sweet as the uh, Oreo Speedwagon. Yeah, well, there's certainly not lactose added to this one like there is on that yeah. beer. Right, for sure. So, <laughs> uh, if if they if they put lactose in this beer, then I would definitely say, okay, you can't call this an American red ale. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not a, definitely not a red ale anymore. Although, um, although at this point, you can call everything an IPA if it like if yeah, it's got exactly <laughs> lactose yeah, this... and Britannomyces and fr- fruit puree. Nope, it's still an IPA. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, um, but awesome. Well, like I said, we wanted to get something out to you guys. Uh, we really appreciate everybody hanging in there with us. We're going to figure this out as we go and everybody gets busy again. Obviously we're not, uh, not making enough money for all of us to quit our day jobs (laughs) to be able to do this podcast. Um, we're not, uh, Joe Rogan or anything here. So, um, you know, appreciate y'all listening and hanging in there with us while we get this stuff out. Um, thank you to Joe for sending this. Uh, I believe he's at Bay Area Brenner. Um, I don't know if he wants me to tell you his uh, Twitter handle, um, but I really don't care. Yeah. So um, he's also the son of a bitch that paid $50 during the uh, Christmas fundraising episode to make me drink a cucumber sour so he can eat a big oh. bag of dicks um, about that. So, um, Oh, that's, but, that's funny. I forgot that, that he did that. Uh, yeah. Th- thank so, you. Thank you, Joe. I, so, I, I appreciate that very, very much. Yes, we yeah, do. So big ups to Joe. Uh, good luck in the beer industry. Um, as he's, uh going to start working at strike soon um yeah yeah i i was gonna say this because he had brought this up i was complaining the other day on twitter um wait uh, you're supposed to complain on twitter oh that's all i do um okay so i was complaining on twitter about how like uh my whole body hurt like i had hurt myself i'm i still can't bend this pinky yet because i cut myself right on the joint so it won't bend um, I, yeah, I have two band-aids on my hand right now. On yeah. my fingers. No, I did mine from work. You did yours from what? Also work. <laughs> okay. I was, in, I was in a county jail five hours from my house this morning. So were uh, you on a date? Oh, 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 oh but for work. But for okay. work. Yeah. <laughs> were you on a date? No. Okay. Oh my goodness. But yeah, no, he's he's like, maybe I should rethink this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I am tired and sore and I'll get out. So, Joe, welcome to the industry. And I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll have Joe on maybe sometime uh, down the road because he's got a plan uh, what he wants to do. So it'll be interesting to see if we can he can make that uh, make that happen. So, um. We want to make sure that you check out our sponsors, uh, the American Home Brewers Association, um, also Dead Eye Barbecue Sauce, uh, Dead Eye Barbecue Sauce, Dead Eye Barbecue Sauce.com, I believe. Um, there's a Dead Eye BBQ.com. Hey, one of those is going to get you there, people. It's one of those <laughs> two. Um, but you should totally buy some. Um, because it is delicious but uh also check out the tailgate society right so 
lots of podcasts. Uh, we're going to kick back up the writing, I think, is going to be picking back up. I mean, yep. you know, things just got crazy in the last year. And, you know, but check out the the website itself, right? T, uh, tailgates, the tailgatesociety.com. I think we got some Mount uh, Everest should... posts coming up soon. <laughs> Yeah, probably. So one of these days I should actually write this shit down so that I can read it rather than just trying to remember off the top of my head. Consummate Be more professional. professional Aaron Wall. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, fake it till you make it. But uh, <laughs> So check all those things out. Again, reach out to us on bitterunits.com or on our Twitter feeds or the bitter, at Bitter Units Twitter feed. Um and let us know if you have questions. Let us know if we've talked about or said a term or something a bunch of times. And I try to to catch those things and say, hey, Tim, we've said this a thousand times. And what the hell does it actually mean? Um, sometimes I don't catch them all. Um, so help us I out. I get a bit jargony. Yeah, Tim Tim gets a bit snooty, a bit jargony. It's snooty, it's jargony. You Stuck probably- up. You probably uh, say things in the chemical industry all the time that, that the rest of us wouldn't have any clue. Um, no, I'm an everyman, Tim. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> check us out. Uh, check Tailgate Society out. Reach out to us. Um, you can send us beers. Joe did. I mean... I'm not saying you can't. If you reach out to us on Twitter or something, we'll figure out a way to get them to us. Or even if you just want to say, hey, you absolutely need to try X beer, and it's something we can all get. Um, maybe it's a new one from Sierra Nevada or something, you know, right? Some Something that's national that is a new release, and you really want us to check it out, uh, a la Dominga Sour, which was fantastic a couple of weeks ago that we talked about. You're the uh, summer. Beer of the summer, yeah. If someone could send us all Allagash White so we could drink what every brewer loves, well, it, I'd be it's fine funny you say that because <laughs> I was in San Jose last week actually um, with Joe talking about uh, we were doing some work before he quit working for me, um, but we were we were doing some work and uh, we were in a grocery store. So I just happened to be walking, talking to the manager and stuff, and we walked by the beer aisle. And lo and behold, Allagash Triple in a bottle in the beer aisle in California. Nice. I'm like, wait, you guys can get Allagash, you know, like all the time? We're like, yeah. So I went walking down the aisle, and there was Allagash White. Sadly, I was working. Um, and, And about two hours from getting on a plane and flying home, um. But Joe said he was going to send me some. Nice. So we'll see will, if I get a package later this week. <laughs> if you can give me some, I will definitely pay for the shipping just so I can have it. Well, you can, you can order it. There's a tweet that Allagash put out in, I don't know, October, I think. It's, okay. And it's got two shipping, two online beer companies or liquor stores or whatever. And it says every sh- <clears throat> every state they can ship to. Okay. Um, I think I've showed it to you before, Tim. Yeah. Um, but it's totally one that we probably need, need to do. It's a, it's a world renowned beer or at least beer world renowned beer 
that uh, yeah i'm i'm a little worried we've over not that it's not a that we haven't had yeah i'm just a little worried that that, like the hype is going to be like oh you're like this is what everyone's going nuts for because i don't know (laughs) that everyone's going because it is a beer that i absolutely i agree when everyone puts it on their desert island list but um, so it's high life there too for pretty much everyone as well. So, yeah, uh, and I'm banquet st- still. <laughs> yeah, banquet. I, I, you know, banquet is one that is often in my fridge. Hams is often in my fridge. So yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh man, it's for me to think about. Like, but it, it might be that the only hams I've ever had was old. I think so. Does it make a difference? It was, not, it was not good. And lived in somebody's trunk, trunk of their car for a yeah, while. Something. Yeah, something. And also, <laughs> and also, my freshman year roommate in college, his last name was Ham. Uh, I should say for the first semester until I moved out of that room, and then he funk, flunked out after the first semester. So I should have stayed and I had a room to myself. But that's oh, a whole geez. other story. Hey, um, I, that happened to me. I got a whole room to myself. It was great. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, again, thanks again. Appreciate you listening to this episode of Bitter Units. Check out, uh, check us out on our website, bitterunits.com. You can download the episode on Apple, uh, iTunes. Is it iTunes? Apple Podcasts. Um, and Spotify and Stitcher and whatever else you may use. Download, like, and subscribe, particularly on Apple Podcasts. Like, leave us a review. Wait, are we are we still two hundred seventh, or are we moving up? Uh, I think we're moving down. But well, but leave a review that when you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that helps the algorithm. So even if your review is the lyrics of Eiffel fifty five blue, I'll leave it anyway. I'm totally cool with that. We got to do something where we we do this. Like if there's a five star review, we read one on on the the pod or something. Uh, as far as I know, we have one. You? No. Your mom? No. I believe it's Anya. <laughs> See, she's doing us a solid. So. That's right. Help <laughs> so, us out so that we can get on the algorithm and reach more people who want to listen to me be an idiot about every other week. Uh, thanks again. Anybody? Anything? Going once? Going twice? Sold, and that is the latest edition of Bitter Units. Thanks again.